Hey, party people. Welcome to the Jesus and Joe podcast. My name is Georgia Faith Guest, and I have the honor of being your podcast host and the privilege of also being your honorary big sister in Christ. Whoop, whoop. Um, this episode that I have that we're going to be talking about today is that six-letter word that we all know and love, single. We love it. We love it so much. And so I have actually been putting off this podcast, this episode specifically, for a very long time. Like I've I've been wanting to do this probably before like the podcast actually came out like about a year and a half ago. So this has been a long time coming, but I don't think there's more perfect timing for this episode to come out because guess what's right around the corner, everyone? The holidays. The holidays are coming. And so my heart does go out to all of my fellow sisters in Christ because we all are thinking the same thoughts. We're going through the same emotions and it feels like we're the most lonely like people in the entire world because the chair at the dinner table is not filled with our boyfriend or we're not going to be kissing anyone on New Year's this year and all this kind of stuff. Like all the emotions, all the thoughts come running through our head. But instead of focusing on that, instead of dreading being single while we see all of our friends dating and in relationships and having babies and all these things i want to celebrate you i truly want to celebrate you and what god is doing in your life i want to remind you of why god has you in this season and how it's not something to dread and to complain about but this is the season where god can do a lot in my opinion, it's the it's the season where God can do the most. So through this episode, I'm going to share with you the reasons why me, Georgia Faith Gust, why I am single. Um, at the moment, I'm going to tell you some phrases, some advice, and most importantly, we're going to all back it up with scripture. That's what we do here. And if we don't talk about the Bible, then I have no reason to be here. But this is the stuff that gotten me through every single day of my singleness and most importantly i'm just gonna be speaking truth and reminding you who is in charge of your love life who is protecting your heart and who is the best matchmaker in the business let me introduce you god hello yes he is going to be the one that we're going to be talking about the most in this and so it's taken a long time i think for me to actually get comfortable talking about this topic because for a while I did see my singleness as a not really a burden but just something that I was like kind of insecure about and so we're gonna get real on this podcast episode like you're gonna meet me in a whole different way and I'm excited to introduce myself to you because I just feel like we get each other we, we just get each other in this season we're gonna get each other through it um, but most importantly we're going to Remind yourselves who is in charge and who is going to be bringing his best to us in his timing. So before we get started on the Jesus and Joe podcast, we always pray at the very end because I always want you to know that there is someone praying for you. But I want to open up in prayer because I know that this subject is very, it's sensitive to a lot of us, you know. Um, But this is just something that I know that a lot of us need to hear. A lot of us need to be inspired again. A lot of us need to feel and know and be reminded that God is doing something right now. Just because we don't have that extra person doesn't mean we're less significant. Because we're not alone. We have the God of the universe on our side. 
this is a topic that I know a lot of us are dying to hear good truth from. And I'm excited that I get to speak to you today and just share with you a little bit of what I've learned in my time. So guys, let's open up in prayer. Here we go. Heavenly Father, I just thank you so much for just bringing this listener to me as I speak this message, Jesus. Lord, I know that it's a it's a sensitive topic. I know it's not a topic that not of us not a lot of us like to talk about, let alone hear advice from. But God, I just pray that the words that I speak, Lord, one, they do come directly from you. But second, Lord, I just pray that we all just have open hearts and we just hear this advice and these words as if as if this is the first time we've ever heard it. Lord, I pray that we are reminded of your goodness and your faithfulness, especially during this season of our lives. Lord, we're not just in a waiting season for that man to come, but Lord, we are in a getting ready season. Lord, I know that you can do so much, and Lord, you can just, you bless us every single day in ways that we can never, ever imagine. But Lord, you're so good. And let us just know that you are good even during this season. And Lord, just let me do my best in encouraging this girl, especially where she's at right now. It's in your name that I pray. Amen. So let's just dive into this. Before we even jump into what has gotten me through this season, I want you to meet me. I'm going to introduce myself to you. So my name is Georgia Faith Guest, as you would have you heard. Um, I'm from Nashville, Tennessee, currently live in Orlando. Um, I'm blonde, I have a nine to five, and I've been single my entire life. My entire life. I've never had the boyfriend, I've never had anything, but like all of us, we've been I've been on dates, I've had crushes, I've been pursued, I have been the one to shoot my shot, I have been on blind dates, I've had the almost I've almost had the boyfriend, but it wasn't there yet. So I've never had the title girlfriend ever. Now this is a desire that I have big in my life. I would love to get married. Who doesn't? Hello. Like, I would love to be married. I would love to have the babies. I would love for that life on a farm. Like, I want that so, so, so bad. But I know that God has me in this season for a reason in this time of my life. I've learned a lot, a lot during this time. And the season that I once saw as something that was more of like a embarrassment or a man, like I'm just behind or whatever you want to call it. I see it more as like, you know what? God is doing something kind of cool right now in my life that like he can't do through anybody right now because he's got me. He's got my attention. Like I don't have other distractions going on and I'm not saying boyfriends are a distraction. I'm not saying that at all. But what I'm saying is that the season of singleness right now, it's like you get to be like one-on-one with God. How cool is that? You get to set a foundation with your Heavenly Father. Start having the practices and the habits now of wanting to get close to Him. Because guys, the best relationship you'll ever have in your life, the best one, is the one with Him. With the one who is going to hold your hand every single day of your life. The one who will be your shoulder to cry on throughout your entire life. This is the relationship you have to start pouring yourself into now and how cool is it God's being like you know what like here we go you get to spend some time with me we're going to get to know each other and it's gonna be great one of the best things I've learned in this time is I've gotten to hear the voice of God when you get so close like the the way that God speaks to me it happens in a whisper and how does how can I hear a whisper 
only if they're close. So because I feel like this is just the time to wait well and to do it with God, I've been able to hear him. And I just know that the rest of my life is just going to be amplified. The volume is going to be turned up because whenever that that time does come, when the Lord is going to bring that man into my life, I just know the voice of God is even going to be echoed through him. One thing about me, one thing you will realize in, through this episode is that I am believing a relationship for every single one of us. I don't care how old you are. I don't care... If you are in school, if you're out of school, if you're in your 30s, your 40s, your 20s, I do not care. Some of us are thinking right now, you know, like I know the Lord doesn't promise marriage. He doesn't. He does not say in his word, I will give marriage to every single human being on this planet. He doesn't say that. But I do know that God loves marriage. I do know that God is the best matchmaker. I do know that. So I am believing for all of us right now that that's going to happen. Because one thing that I do believe, and this is something I've learned in my singleness that I've learned for myself, and I've also learned it for my friends, but it's just like, just because we haven't seen it just yet doesn't mean it's going to happen. I feel like so many of us are doubting that it's not going to happen because we just haven't seen it yet. We have to remind ourselves we only get 24 hours, you know? We can't go to yesterday. We can't go into the future. Like, we just got today. God is good with giving us just this amount of time because if we knew everything that would happen in the future, heavens we would just be stressed out y'all stressed out so i want you just to focus on right now where does god have you he has you here he's using you in this kind of way he's using you to impact so many people in, in your life right now that you don't need an extra person right now by your side god's doing something really cool through you right now and that is something to celebrate and to know so let us dive in to what i have learned why i am single Wow, a lot of stories are going to come out of this. I hope you are ready. So what have I learned? Why am I single? This is why I'm single. This is why I'm single. (laughs) Let's start out with this one. I want his best. So one thing about me is I don't, I don't settle. (laughs) I don't settle. Sorry, but like, I just don't, I don't, um, I don't settle and I want his best. There's a verse in Psalms 37, 4, and it's take delight in the Lord and he will give you the desires of your heart. I remember asking my dad when I was in high school or in college and all my friends were starting to get boyfriends. And I remember asking my dad, like, dad, like, I don't know if I'm ever going to get married. I don't, like, I was in high school and, I, and he's like, Joe, calm down. He haven't even like started life yet. But I remember asking him one time, I was like, dad, do you ever get, did you ever get scared that you weren't going to get married? Because he was 31 when he got married. And he goes, Joe, let me tell you something. If God put the desire there, it doesn't mean he's not going to fulfill it. And I took that and I said, you know what? Let me find some scripture. Because I was like, that sounds really good. Like if God's going to give me the desire of this in my heart, why would he not fulfill it? Why? So then I find Psalms 37, 4, and it talks about taking delight in the Lord. He will give you the desires of your heart. A lot of people will skip over or skim over that first part of the verse of taking delight in the Lord and just focus on, oh, he'll give you every desire of your heart. Like, look at me. I'm going to be rich. I'm going to have a hot husband. I'm going to like just the laundry list of all the needs and wants, right? But that first part is what gives you your desires of your heart, taking delight in the Lord. Because 
if I've learned anything about being single is one, if you are not praying for your spouse, who is? Nobody. So as I pray for my husband, I allow God to like just lay on my heart characteristics of the man that he has for me. I invite him in this whole waiting process. I invite him into the desires that I want to have for my husband. And like, I can't tell you just inviting him in that process and in praying about like, Lord, like what is my husband like? What are the things that I can be praying for him right now? How are you shaping and molding him right now into the man of God that you are creating him to be? What are the desires that I need to have? What are the desires you're going to lay on my heart? And throughout the years, y'all, like when I was in high school, like if you say like, Georgia, what do you want a husband? This is what I'd say. I'm like, I would want a Christian six foot two brown headed man. That's it. Like I did not have a list whatsoever. Like that was just what I wanted. I just wanted the appearance and I wanted a good heart and called it a day. But now as I've gotten older and I've just been praying more about like, what are the characteristics of this godly man that I know he has for me? God has laid on my heart that he's giving, that he's generous, that he is someone who just embodies his joy. Like this is a man that is just the bomb. Like he's just so good. And I know that right now God's doing so much on his heart and is doing just a number of things that he's just doing. And so I want to encourage you in that, is that the desires he puts on your heart for your husband, the ones that you're praying about, those are going to be his best. That's going to be his best for you. So I don't want you to settle. Don't settle like I did in high school when I was just like, if he had brown hair and was a Christian, I'd call it a day and be like, okay, we'll get married tomorrow. Nope. We're not doing that. We are going to be waiting well and waiting for God's best because I know his best is what's going to lead me to the best. You know what I'm talking about? You know what I'm saying? Because I want a man of God that's so confident in the calling that God has one put over his life, but is going to lead me in a way into becoming the greatest woman of God that God wants me to ever be. And so if I want to be led in those kinds of ways, what am I going to need? A man that's on fire for God. Guys, I know that fire doesn't just happen overnight. I know that these characteristics aren't something that can just happen next week. Like this is something you got to start praying about and you got to start praying for his best. Another reason why I have learned that I am single right now is I know that God is protecting my heart. And I think all of us can be reminded of this. We, we feel like God is protecting our heart and sometimes we can view this protection as God's not blessing me right now, but I truly want you to just switch your perspective and I want you to know that God is protecting you. This verse is Proverbs 4.23 saying, above all else, guard your heart for everything you do flows from it. Everything you do flows from your heart. I'm going to tell you a story. And if you were an OG listener of the Jesus New podcast, you've heard this multiple times, but if you are new, welcome. I'm going to share with you a story that just proves that the Holy Spirit is very, very particular in who you allow in your life. So I have always prayed for the longest time, like, Lord, like, I want your best. I want the man that you have for me, blah, blah, blah. But in college, there was this stinking cute football player, and he pursued me really, really, really hard. 
So I knew his reputation um, and I was very cautious. And But I told him, I'm like, okay, like we can go on a date. And so after that date, he sent me a really long text message and I really liked him. I thought he was really nice. But again, I still had very cautious. I was like, you know what? We're going to just take it slow. So he told me after the first date, he's like, I just want to be your boyfriend. I just want you to be my girlfriend. Like, I, I want this. I want this official. I want to make it official like now. And I go back to that moment. I think about like, Georgia, you, this guy was a Christian. Cool. So check mark there. And again, my standards list wasn't really not that high, but he was a Christian. Check. He was super cute. Check. And he really liked me. Check. So you would think that those three characteristics would just automatically be like, yep, I'm sold. Like he should be my boyfriend. Like I should have said yes. Right. But the Holy Spirit was telling me to wait. And I can tell you that this story does end in a good way. But I mean, I, this was my first time that I ever had a fractured, broken heart. So we continue to start dating and everything seems all good and all fine. I'm really happy. And I'm like, guys, like, like I got his sweatshirt. Like we were hanging out all the time. I was telling all my friends about him and I was telling him, I'll tell him all my friends was like, oh, he's just perfect. He's just the greatest guy, blah, blah, blah. And so everyone was like, okay. But like everyone knew his reputation as well. <laughs> so like about like a month or two goes by and I told him, I was like, Hey, like, I just want to like, let you know that if you ever did ask me to be your girlfriend, like I would say yes, I would say yes. Like I literally verbatim. I told him that. And he goes, mm, I think we should wait a little bit longer. Guys, red flags everywhere. So I went, okay, like that's fine. So after I said, said that, that's when things started getting really twisted and really weird. And like, of course, he just left. He didn't, he just kind of broke up with me in Snapchat. Horrific. Um, but he just left. And so once he like kind of like, you know, ended things with us, I cried for like two or three days. Praise God, it wasn't longer. But I remember praying. I was like, Lord, like I never want to have a heart this broken ever again. Like I can't physically do this. And I got mad at God because I was like, God, like it was so close. Like I had him right there in my hands. Like I thought that this was going to be my first boyfriend because again, like I've never had a boyfriend, but this is the closest thing I've ever had to one. And so for me to just go, God, like, why, why did you let him go? Why did you send him away? Like, why isn't he mine? Blah, 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 blah. Like I was so mad at God. A week goes by. And one of my friends that I told was like, hey, like, like beforehand, like I was talking to this guy. She comes up to me. She goes, Georgia, like, I need to tell you something. You know, that guy you were dating? I was like, yeah. And she said, yeah, he's been talking to another girl, one of my friends the entire time. Oh, so this man was two timing me. What? So after that, I was just more ticked off at the boy more than anything else. But I remember just in that moment, I just started praising God. I was like, God, thank you. Thank you for not letting this happen. Because imagine if Georgia actually said in the very beginning, yeah, like we can be boyfriend and girlfriend right now. God protects your heart more than you could ever imagine. That heart that you, we talk about all the time, that's his dwelling place. 
That's the place where he resides. That's where he does his best. That's where he works. That's what he does. And so for the time, when the time comes that God is going to bring your man into your life, I want you to know that that is God literally saying, listen, I know this man is going to serve me well, but he's also going to love you in the way that I want you to be loved. And I know that sometimes relationships end in divorce and all those kinds of things. And that's a topic for another time. But what I want you to know is the men that we are praying for right now, the men of God, men of God specifically, those are the kind of men that God loves a lot. And those are the kinds of men that are worthy of your time and worthy of your love. Another reason why I know that I'm single is I don't want to live in hastiness. Good heads. I have learned this actually recently, probably like five months ago. And it's funny because five months ago, I learned that my sister, my baby sister, was getting engaged. And so I started like freaking out. I'm like, oh my gosh, like I need, I need a boyfriend because like, like literally my biggest nightmare as like a, like an older sister was like, oh my gosh, like if Vivian gets engaged before me, then I'm screwed. Like I thought that as the older sibling, I should be doing everything first, right? That's why I was born first. That's why God put me on this earth first. No, no, no. Um, But I used to believe that I'm just like, okay, like I need everything to be rushed. Like I need to have a boyfriend by this time at this day, by this age, like all these things. But every time that I started living in a rush and started like earnestly seeking and trying to find that affirmation and all those kinds of things of, okay, like it needs to happen, it needs to happen, it needs to happen, I'd be anxious. I'd be stressed. I'd be scared. I would be crying. I mean, like you name it. Like I lived in such a rush. Song of Solomon 3.5. Daughters of Jerusalem, I charge you by the gazelles. I don't. And by the, but I charge you by the gazelles and by the does of the field. Do not arouse or awaken love until it so desires. God does a lot of good things in the waiting, y'all. A lot of good things. That's when God can start forming and molding you into the woman that he wants to wants to bring out of you. You cannot, you cannot do it within a day, within a week, but God can is really good with his timing and really good with his ways. Another thing that brings us into stop living in hastiness is that we got to remind ourselves who's the best at time. In Ecclesiastes 3.1, this is my favorite verse ever, but it says there's an appointed time for everything and a time for every single detail under the heavens. Every single thing has a time. There is a time that your husband and you are going to make the greatest impact for his kingdom on this earth. And so he's going to bring you together in that desired time. There is a time for you to be single and you're going to do the best amount of work. You're going to do the best things that you can do right now with him for his kingdom. God is so good with time because time is where he's able to bring things together and make it so fruitful and so faithful and it just i think another reason why i love time is because it is able to like i'm able to see 
the details and observe how God is working in my life without having to feel rushed and let these little moments of God winks and God moments just pass me by. I get to sit and observe and absorb all that God is doing and I get to see him working every single day. If I know that the Lord has ordained every single day of my life from when I was born to when I went to school, from when I got a job, from when I have friends, from all the answered prayers in between, why on God's green earth am I going to start doubting now that he's late and that he's not going to provide in the time that I want? God has come through every single time. And I know that you are thinking of the times that God has come through. And why would we start doubting now that God is not on time when it comes to our man? God has a lot of things that are happening behind the scenes that we don't know yet. But I can tell you this. God's never late. He's never late. Don't let the clock or your age ever make you feel like, okay, God's not going to come through. It's over for me. Don't ever think that. Another reason why I'm single is I know this, and I know that we, I'm hidden on purpose for a purpose. Believe it or not, and again, I told you, I mean, it very vulnerable on this podcast episode, but believe it or not, you know, the dates that I've gone on, you know, they will ask, they're like, so Georgia, tell me like what you do um, in your free time. What do you do for fun? What do you do? What are your hobbies? What are your passions? What's your dream? So as you guys know, I mean, you guys are listening to the Jesus and Joe podcast. (laughs) And so Jesus and Joe is a ministry that I created in 2021. And I have become a self-published author I do podcasts, I do TikToks, I do posts on Instagram. Like, I mean, like I'm a content creator. Like, this is not something you find on the street. Like, I am not normal. And so when people ask, or when guys ask, like, what are your goals? I'm like, I want to be a speaker. I want to be someone who is traveling to college universities all around the world. And I'm telling them how that these girls, that these sorority girls, these guys in fraternities, you name it, I'm telling these people how that they can find their identity in Christ. Because that's what is so needed in that time and in that age. That's what I want to do. So, when I tell guys this, um, believe it or not, Christian men will either see it as a red flag or a green flag. And the ones that I have, and yeah, like, it literally is atrocious. Like, literally thinking about it because I'm like, oh my word because now it's like i look at the calling that god has over my life i'm like listen if the guy actually accepts it or not i either see that as a kiss of life or if he doesn't accept it, it's a kiss of death because i mean like the biggest thing i want in a relationship and with a marriage and all these things is that i i view marriage so much more as just like a, a man and a wife coming together and multiplying the earth like i see it as this man is gonna be my partner in ministry What what God puts together, let no man ever separate. Like what me and my husband are going to be able to do is going to be amazing because I know that our foundation and everything that we do is going to be God first. It's going to be remarkable. I like, I can't think of other adjectives to describe how excited I am to be able to invite this man into my calling, but also like I get to be invited into his 
he's gonna be the bomb i'm so excited but this goes to show like i am hidden on purpose and for a purpose because like i don't get it it's like sometimes i'm like i tell guys like my like what i want to do and like the date goes fine and then again i'm just like i'm not into it like and the guy seems great and he's perfect but i'm just like no i'm not really into it but like i think too is just like you know there's a story that i think all of us can relate to there it's about our friend named rebecca and when i think of rebecca i think of all of us because i know all of us are beautiful because i know the lord created us and he makes no mistakes and he only makes masterpieces so let me tell you this story because it's so good, especially just for those girls who are waiting for love. I'll set the background for you. So Isaac is about 40 during this time. And God told Isaac's daddy, Abraham, um, like, hey, Abraham, like, you're going to have a descendants come out of you that are as numerous as the stars. And so Abraham's like, sweet, awesome. So Abraham and Sarah, they have a baby named Isaac. And so Isaac is kind of like, okay, like you're the first descendant. Now about 10 million others have to come after you. No, like it's like, it's time. But the thing is, is that, as I said before, as I'm reminding you now that God is the best matchmaker and God only wants what's best. So we all knew that Isaac, Abraham, Sarai, you and I reading the Bible, we all know that Isaac deserves like a wonderful person, a wonderful woman. So Abraham sends his servant and he goes, Hey, like, I need you to go to this land that serves my God. And during this time, like a lot of people were kind of getting like a little twisted with like serving multiple gods and all these kinds of things. Like Abraham was so specific. I'm like, I need you to find me a woman for my son who serves the God that we serve. So all of a sudden, um, the servant makes it to this town. It's called like Nor, I want to say. But God, uh, so the servant gets to this town and he prays beforehand, which I think is so cool. And it's a detail that we shouldn't just overlook. But like he invites God in this process of finding a woman for Isaac. And so as like, you know, again, he starts praying specifically like, Lord, like, let the woman give me a, something to drink for me and then also for my for my livestock. Like, it was so specific and so random. But again, God hears all of our prayers and God is so good that what happens is like, even before the servant said anything about the water, Rebecca enters the scene and she's at the well because that's what she did. And so she went to go get water and then all of a sudden, the servant looks up and he sees her and he goes, can I have some water? And she goes, oh my gosh, please have some water. And she goes, here, I'll also give you some water for your livestock as well. So the servant's little eyebrows like literally arch up. They're like, hmm, okay. And so then like, he's like, so like, where are you from? What's your name? And turns out her name is Rebecca, and she serves the God that Abraham and Isaac serve. And on top of that, on top of that, she's beautiful. Like, literally, they describe Rebecca as beautiful. Like, she's got the full package. Like, this is a no-brainer. Like, this is the woman. So, the servant takes Rebecca back to Abraham and Isaac's land. And in Genesis 24, 64 through 66, 
It says when Rebecca saw Isaac and remind you like Rebecca is like like riding on a horse or something. So it's kind of like this like movie scene like Isaac's in the field. Rebecca's on the horse and all of a sudden Rebecca saw Isaac. She she got down from her camel and asked Abraham's servant, who is that man walking towards us? Like, do you see this? Like, God unveiled her eyes to Isaac. Unveiled. Like, the thing is, like, Isaac was probably not an ugly man. Rebecca was the most beautiful girl in town. I have no doubt about it. So why? Why were not all of these men going after Rebecca? Why were not all these women going after Isaac? It's because God hides. He hides us. And so... Rebecca's eyes was unveiled and God like lifted her eyes and she saw Isaac. She was like, who is that? And then the servant says, that's my master. She took off her scarf. She took her scarf and covered her face. And the servants told Isaac everything he had done. Isaac was so taken by Rebecca in that moment. He just knew. He just knew because God just does so good. Like it just, that story's just the bomb because it just shows that God hides you on purpose for a purpose. Like Rebecca probably could have been with anybody, but God was like, "Mm -mm, like you were appointed and anointed for my own son that I have. And this is literally the birth line of Jesus, everybody. How cool is it that God literally was like, you know what? Like, I want my best for Isaac. And so I have Rebecca coming in the future. And maybe you're going to wait a little bit longer. Maybe you're going to wait a little bit longer than your friends. But she is the best that I have for you. And she's going to give you a line. And this little line that she's going to create will be the, like, will lead to the birth of Jesus Christ. Y'all. If that doesn't get you hyped up, I don't know what does. Like, that just encourages you. That just encourages you. Oh, my goodness gracious. I'm sorry. It just gets me literally hyped up on that. It's so good. It is so good, guys. So that's why I'm single right now. That's why. I don't want to live in hastiness. I don't want mediocre because I don't settle. I want a man that's going to want to be a partner in ministry, not just someone that's just going to cheer along from the sideline and not understand what the smoke I'm doing. Um... And so then I want to share with you a couple phrases that I've learned. You don't need a football roster. You just need one. That's the first one. Some of us may think that you may need just a line of relationships or exes to prove, oh, I was likable. Oh, I was lovable. I was all these things. Like, I've had so many boyfriends, blah, 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 blah. But, you know, some homegirls are just single as can be. You just need one. You just need one. So instead of talking to all these guys, and I know that, you know, there's like a roster that everyone kind of talks about these days. And I mean, I'm not going to lie. Like, yes, I've had one too. But it's just like the more that I would continue with that, the more I'm like, "Mm, no. Like, I want my attention to only be to one man. And that's only it. So you don't need a football roster to prove that you are lovable or likable. The next one is a phrase from my sweet mama. And she says, when God removes someone from your life, he always replaces it with somebody better. Some of us may have just come out of a horrible relationship. 
or maybe it was a relationship that we're like, this was the best it can get, and now he's gone. What I can tell you is that God is good. God is so good. And what he brings into your life is meant to be a blessing, and he can see a lot of things again that are going on that we just don't see yet. When that college little football player broke my heart, I was able to meet a lot of other guys after that that showed me, okay, like characteristics that I want in my future husband that that football man didn't have. God always proves why and shows why that sometimes a lot of the things in our life that aren't just the best right now, he'll show you in the future why he did it in the first place, why he did let that person go, because the better thing was coming right down the road. And then the last one, I want you to run with Jesus with all you got. Run with Jesus until you look beside you and there's a man that's running just as fast to Jesus as well. That's something huge that I look for in a man. I want a man that's on fire for Christ. Again, like I want a man that will be able to lead me and I'll be able to encourage him and to be his helper. But that man's going to be the the man of the household. You know, like he's going to set the tone and I want that man to be somebody who's on fire for Jesus. Not because it's just something that I like. And I know that all of us have met guys that say that they're Christian just so that we can be able to talk to them. But I want a man that is on fire for Christ because he truly loves God. What I'm going to end with today is a verse. And I mentioned before that some girls, you know, just because we haven't seen it yet doesn't mean it's not going to happen. I want you to believe that. Like I said before, I believe in all of it for all of us to be in relationships one day, God willing. But during this time, you're really going to know the characteristics and know the goodness of God. That God blesses a lot more than just a relationship or just a physical hand to hold. God does amazing things and he has a whole purpose just in line for you. Just for you. In Ephesians 3.20, it says, Now unto him who is able to do immensely more all that we can ask or imagine according to his power that's at work within us. Hear that again. The one who's able to do immeasurably more, all that we could ask or imagine. We haven't even seen God's best yet. Because what is in store is better than we could ever imagine. That's why we don't settle. That's why that we are sitting here talking about why we're single. Because I know that God is doing something great in us right now. This time in your life is so special and it's so sweet. And there's a lot to celebrate and a lot to look forward to. Let God use you right now in this season in the best ways that he can. Until he does bring you somebody else and a whole new calling comes with it. I'm going to pray this out, but I really hope that these little words that I said today and these stories just encourage you in your walk. Know that I'm walking with it with you right now. And one day, I'm believing for all of us once again that God's going to come through with this. I've seen him do it, and I know he can do it again. Heavenly Father, I just thank you so much for this message. Jesus, I know that it was a long time coming. But God, I just feel so confident 
that I just know that you're going to come through. And I know that sometimes when we go on social media, we look at our friends' lives and we look at ours and we're like, God, it seems like there's just something missing. It seems like everyone else is just getting the blessing and I'm not. God, why, why, why? But Lord, instead of asking why, let's start asking what. Lord, what can I be doing right now in this season? Lord, what are, what are the ways you're using me right now? Let me see it. Father, I pray that during this time that we can just impact and make a, just a whole wide range of ways that we can make your kingdom known. Lord, let your name be known through what we do, how, what we say, Lord, and how we love. Jesus, this is a time so devoted and dedicated to you, and I pray that we just create habits and routines that just involve you in it, Lord. Thank you for all that you do. I thank you for this listener. I just thank you for all the ways that you're going to use them. It's just going to be the best things possible, Lord. I'm so excited. It's in your name that I pray. Amen. I love you. Don't you ever forget it, and I'll see you next time.